Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. He said something real key. When he started talking, it's not just about saying it. You got to believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. One of the things that happened at church, that's one of the things that, that takes away some of our credibility. Church people do a whole lot of talking and ain't real strong with the walking. Right? Tell the truth and shame the devil. Church people would do some talking, boy. Look, I'm blessing. I'm highly favored. And know you lying. No, you lying. Ain't, ain't experiencing no kind of manifestation in your life. I'm not talking about going through a challenge. I'm talking about you just ain't, ain't seen victory. You just don't know what it looked like to slap you in the face. Because you ain't believing what you're talking about. Come on now. Amen. You got to believe what you're talking about. Amen. Believe it. I'm telling you that the time I was in the uh, Tarrant County Convention Center at the uh, uh, Believers Convention, and there was some 8,000 people in there, and uh, Kenneth Cope was on the stage leading the people in confessions. And, and I'm there and just taking it all in. I was so excited to be there. I listened to his tapes and listened to his teaching and shaped my life. And I'm in there and I'm listening. Everybody making a face. I said, God, this is where it's at. People in, we're in the house of faith. It's going. And the Lord said, listen, let me tell you something. He said, I don't care if it's 20,000 people in here. If they don't believe what they're saying, ain't none of this going to happen for them. Come on now. Amen. Right? So listen, listen you don't just come here and, and let us lead you in it. It's got to get in your system. Yeah. Yeah. But we've seen people here that have got in their system. And it's causing them to change. We got testimonies yeah, 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 of people yeah, yeah. that is working for. If you get it in your system, it'll change your life. Yeah. I don't care what you done taught, thought about church your whole life. Again, the traditions of men and make God's word of no effect. God wrote it in the, in, the, in, the, in the scripture for us. He came and died and signed his name in blood and said, if I said it, shall I not make it good? If he wrote it, if he wrote it, he'll, he'll make it good. And so this ain't just a place where we come and we talk and there's a bunch of nice people in here. This ain't what this is about. This is about a place that a God died to give us power to accomplish his mission. That's why we're here. Amen. Amen. So it don't matter you got the nicest dress. It don't matter you got the nicest suit on. It don't matter you got, in our case, the nicest tennis shoes on. Right? It don't, it don't matter. Right? It don't matter if you don't believe what you're saying. You got in it and believing it ain't going to happen by just sitting in here. You got to take it home with you. Yeah. Get yourself yeah. a to-go plate. Yeah. Get yourself a to-go plate. And the word will change your life. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, let's, let's finish. We're going to pick up. Y'all can sit down. We'll finish where we uh, we'll go on from, pick up where we left off from last week. We talked about last week and kind of took a detour, but that's where God went and where we followed it. And so um, we're supposed to be, I'm supposed to be sharing the, the pulpit with the associate pastors for this series, but we didn't veered, veered over somewhere else, and I have to catch them. We'll pick that up next month or something like that. But we are at, uh, officially in this series, How to Possess Your Vessel Now. How to Possess Your Vessel. And so I'm going to do a recap, and then we're going to go on over into where we were. And I told you that if you can get a hold of this, you can cut the foolishness out in your life, and you can take your relationship with God to the place where it needs to be. How to possess your vessel. What does that look like, possessing your vessel? Amen? So uh, let's do a recap here from where we started at. Um, uh, yeah, okay, so Proverbs 15.21, we started off there. Uh, folly is a joy to him that is destitute of wisdom, but a man of understanding walketh uprightly. So we talked about what folly means. Folly is foolishness, right? So it says that foolishness is a joy to him that is destitute or lacking or poverty stricken in wisdom. 
So that's the person going around, you know, uh, 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 foolishly not knowing what's really happening. Right. There's a real war going on. There's real spiritual things happening. Right. And so we talked about people who are uh, uh, are on painkillers. Right. Because they don't understand what's really happening. We talked and we described those painkillers as, you know, overeating, alcohol, drugs, prescription drugs. Right. So this problem is due to failing hope and devoid of people failing in hope and being devoid of faith. These are simply taking the place of what a relationship with God provides. Let me read it again. People are on painkillers. Overeating, alcohol. Pastor, you put overeating now with alcohol and drugs? Yeah, I did. Because if that's what, if you, if, if you got a problem and this one person goes to alcohol when they feel low and the other person go to drugs when they feel low, if you go and eat up a bunch of stuff that ain't good for you, it's, it's drugs. It's like the same thing. You're getting a feeling from it. It's, it's a chemical thing. I go and I eat up a whole bunch of stuff and because I feel better. Yeah, it's the same thing. May not be as devastating, uh, in the present, but in the long run, it destroy your health. Amen? Amen. So people are on painkillers. And the problem, this problem is due to a failing hope and people being devoid of faith in the Word of God. These are simply taking the place of what a real relationship with God provides. Possess your vessel. We start, we looked at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, uh, starting in verse 1. It says, finally then, brethren, we urge you to, uh, and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more, just as you receive from us, how you ought to walk and please God, for you know the commandments we gave you through the Lord Jesus. Verse 3. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality. Right. So we talked about that. We, we talked about the fact that people want to put it all over on the, the homosexual crowd. They want to put it all over on them. Uh, you know, that, 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 but let me tell you something. It's plenty of people in church, not homosexual, whatever. Sexual immorality is not just homosexuality. Right. It's not. So listen, and that's, that's why the homosexuals don't want to deal with us. Right. They don't, oh, I don't want to be around them church people because we just point the thing at them. No, creeper. Fornicator, creep, just the same thing. Yeah. Sexual morality, sexual morality. It don't matter if it's two the same three. Hey, man. And you, you know, p- people in church, that's one of the things, again, lose us credibility. You know, a person go through church, man have, you know, uh, man, I told you, the old guy had uh, six or seven of our girls some years ago. Uh, and I, I found out I want to hit him in the top of the head with a hammer. Uh, all amongst us and, and sleeping with all these girls. I'm like, boy, I done what? Right, because we don't, we just don't get down like that. Right, if you're gonna be with us, man, don't don't act like you're with us and you're doing all kind of crazy stuff. No, sir. Right, so sexual morality, sexual morality, no matter what it is, we ain't gonna give point the finger at one group of folks. Everybody got to get get what they got to get. Get in where you fit in. Right. Uh. So he uh, goes on, verse verse four, that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel. Right. So here in this case, he's talking about sexual immorality, but we can apply it to everything. We can apply it to any sin of the flesh or leading of the flesh or, or craving of the flesh. Right. So he says that uh, that uh, each one of you should know how to possess his own vessel. Right. So he says, say that, say that with me. This is where we at. Possess your vessel. Possess your vessel. Say this to yourself. I must learn. 
how to possess my vessel. In other words, I got to learn how to take control. Say it in other words. I got to learn how to take control of myself. But pastor, I thought God was supposed to take control of me. He's been trying to. You won't let him. That's part of possessing your vessel is a release to, to give yourself over to God. The problem is that you're in charge. All these places you're taking Jesus, he don't want to go. That's why you just need to give him the keys and let him drive. Right? That each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in passion of lust. You can lust for anything. It don't have to be a sexual thing. It can, you can lust for anything. And lust don't have to be necessarily a bad thing. It's, it's just craving. So you could, you could crave something, uh, many things that are bad. Uh, verse six. That no one should take advantage or defraud his brother in this matter because the Lord is the avenger of all such as we have, uh, we also have forewarned and testified. Did the Holy Ghost, yeah, this is a question you have to ask yourself. When we can't, when we can't control ourselves. Did the Holy Ghost not take on you? Did it not take on you? Yes, that's the question. In other words, when we got saved and the Holy Spirit came to live inside of us and it changed some of us, but you know how a person say, well, it ain't working for me. You know, like if we all go down to the store and buy some kind of ga- uh, gadget and we all come back and try to work them, right? And you say, mine ain't working. So did the Holy Ghost not work on you? Is it broke? Is your Holy Ghost broke? Mine ain't working. I keep doing the same stuff. The Holy Ghost ain't not working. B, can you fix it? The Holy Ghost is not working. It seems like the pastor's Holy Ghost working. Mine's not working. No, nah, it's not. That's the Holy Ghost work 100 percent of the time. That's right. It ain't nothing wrong with the Holy Ghost. Right up, look at the Holy Ghost over there. Crack it open, take a swig of that. Oh, it look like it's working for her. Right? So listen, it worked for everybody. The Bible says that the word of God is the incorruptible seed. Nothing wrong with the seed. And if there's a problem, it's the soil. It's the individual. It's the person. So yeah, the Holy Ghost, you, you're not letting it work. You're not letting it work. If you look at me and you say, well, pastor does whatever this, that, the other, you think it's something good. It, it, it is not just me. I'm, it ain't, I'm not just that cold of a dude. It's the Holy Ghost. Amen. And I'm letting it work. By the grace of God, I'm letting it work. Right? I, I'm, listen, I've learned that even in times to where, uh, in my life, to where I, I've been able to, to really have a wonderful prayer life, it ain't because I picked it. I, I yielded. I did my part, but the grace of God was there for me. Because there's been other times where I tried, man, I gotta, I gotta be praying. I gotta have this, and I, I couldn't get in it like that, right? So I understand whatever good that I can that I can do, that I can even make up my mind to do, is by the grace of God. Amen. You gotta know that, man. God is awesome, man. His grace is awesome. You less, you worth less than a bologna sandwich without God. Bologna cheap. And I ain't talking about with no sophisticated bread either. I'm talking about that 68 cent loaf. Stale. Molded up. With a rip in the sack. 
outdated baloney. You ain't worth you ain't worth nothing without God. But with God. Yes, sir. With God. Man, now look, let me tell you something. That's that's the highest price ever paid for a toe up baloney sandwich. Everybody ought to be thanking God. Jesus knew you was worth less than a bologna sandwich, but he stood up and when the auction was going, the devil was competing and the Lord was competing and the Lord outbid him. Amen. I'll bid him for you. Yeah. I'll step up and give and, and, and pay for him with my blood. Yeah. yeah, that's a good place to shout at right there. Amen. Some of you get that when you go to lunch. <laughs> While you're eating, you say, oh. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So here we go. What do we say? We talked about it'll be it'll be something for if we just said uh, talked about the need to possess your vessel, but we said we're going to talk about how you do it, right? And so we gave off a list last week, and the first thing we said was who was taking notes? Somebody, somebody. I got good students in the class. People taking notes. All right. Give yourself a hand, class. The rest of y'all just cheat off of them. Right, just like you used to do in school. It's all right to cheat off people in church. Okay, so feed your spirit. Uh, and under feed your spirit, we had uh, pray regularly. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Hold on, I got to get to my notes. I got stuff in between. Build your faith. What else? Speak the word. Anchor your heart through praise, right? And then the second, the second thing that we got to do is what? Control our thought life. Right? Remove negative influences and known temptations from your life. And then think on whatsoever is pure. And we, listen, this is the formula to get yourself right. Amen. If you do this, you, 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 you'll be right. You'll move from can't get right to Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm doing alright. Right? So we're gonna learn how to possess our vessel and we're gonna take the first dot this morning of feed your spirit, which is prayer. So let's look at Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, and kind of build a foundation for this. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. I feel a little bit refreshed this morning. Hallelujah. It's good to be refreshed. So we're going to look at number 1 and feed your faith. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. It says this, Be not deceived that God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So these scriptures come from the Bible. These things are wrote in the Bible. God, what he say? He mean what he say? He say what he mean, right? So whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. You sow it, you're going to grow it. Amen? Then he goes on, he says, For uh, he that soweth to his flesh shall reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall reap of the Spirit everlasting life. That word everlasting uh, is the Greek word zoe, right? Zoe. And uh, zoe literally means the God kind of life, yes. right? So, so when you sow to your Spirit, you will live the life that God intended for you to live. Yeah, hallelujah. Right? But it says he that sows to the flesh shall reap corruption. So we're building the case to feed our spirit. Feed our spirit. So verse 7 again. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. That whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. Right? Uh, 
I think it's in Romans chapter 6, 7, 8, one of them two. But it says that in my flesh, I know it dwells no good thing. Right? That's why your mama and your daddy and your grandparents, they tell you you're hard-headed. You're hard-headed and you're trifling. You heard somebody say that? It's just black talk. White people say that? They tell you you're trifling? Help me out. My other person over in the nursery, y'all gonna help me. You ever heard that? Right? So, uh, they tell you you're trifling. Right? They tell you you're trifling, you're hard-headed. I don't know what that is. My grandma used to say, y'all know what that is? <laughs> Doc, you know what trifling is? You heard him say that before. I ain't never knew what that was. They'll tell somebody they trifling in a minute. They just know you're messing up when they say that. <laughs> All right. So you, you're trifling, you're hard-headed. So you're hard-headed means you not want to do the right thing. Right? You don't want to do the right thing. And, and so when we get that way with God, you sow into your flesh. God's trying to change your mind. God's trying to get your mind in good shape. He's trying to help you out. He's trying to get you to think properly. Right? And so we being hard-headed when we're not listening to what God wants us to do. Amen. Amen. Right? So we being hard-headed when we're not listening to what God wants us to do. And, and so we take ourselves into a place of, of, of pain and corruption. We sow to the flesh. We reap corruption. We re- it's, it's not growing. Corruption means that it's falling apart. Yeah. Right? So you have two things in front of you. Sow to the Spirit. Right? We're going to talk about what that's like. And you will uh, 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 reap this God kind of life. If you sow to your flesh, then you're going to, your life is going to decay and fall apart. Uh, verse 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we will reap if we faint not. So understand, we're going to reap if we don't faint in doing good. Amen. Right? Church people, well, people, period. I mean, let me take that back. I, re- I with, re- retract that statement. People get tired of doing good for a long time, mm-hmm. right? People get tired. That's why a lot of people don't, you know, people will dream. They sit at home and they dream and they say, someday, you know, somewhere over the rainbow, you know, some, <laughs> someplace, sometime. Sometimes my voice strong. It wasn't strong right now, doc. I mean, I blew that up real bad. And they ain't going to make it next, next phase of American Idol with that note. Ain't gonna help. Right? So somewhere over the rainbow, some, at some place, at some point, right? I'd like to be at this place. But so the person will start the journey, but they don't have that, that stick to it. Right? And the Bible says that you'll reap in the due season if you faint not. And so understand, we, the, the church could get so much done if we took on the attitude that when we start something, we finish it. Come on now. We could get so much done. Right. And so because we don't have an attitude, we don't we don't listen. We think that that Christianity is about, you know, I come in and I get saved and I just now we got this image of us just laying at the feet of Jesus all the time. I'm saved. Struggle. Lay down Jesus feet. Jesus, you're going to get us some more fish. Bring me some tartar sauce this time. That fish was good. I don't know when that fish good, y'all. Right. We just got that attitude. We always frying fish. You know, ain't, ain't no work to do with just frying fish, hanging around Jesus. Peter had that same attitude, right? Peter had that attitude. Peter said, uh, you know, this is good. You know, and when, when the Bible says, who was that? Moses and Elijah showed up on the mountain, and there's Jesus. Peter's like, this is good. I should build three tents, and we just fry some fish. 
Right here. It's time to take a siesta. Let's take a break. Right here, right now. And the Bible says that a voice came from heaven, and, and in the polite way, and you know, you translate it, just told him to shut up. Right? God didn't tell him to shut up. He didn't use that word. But he said, this is my son. Listen to him. Right? Now, why did Peter come up with, why did Peter say this or go down that road? Peter said that and went down that road because they had climbed some mountains. That wasn't unjustified saying. They had been through a lot. Right? So Peter's like, Jesus, I ain't never, never pushed myself this hard for nothing with nobody. We'd have been through some things. Right? He said, it's a good time for a siesta right here. So he wasn't unjustified and wanted to take a break. But Jesus said, no, nah, man, there's more work to be done. Yeah, yeah. You know about that? Right? Everybody want to take a break. I, I want to take a break. But there's more work to be done. Yeah. Right? And so the church as a whole, the body of Christ, needs to adopt more of this attitude. Listen, man, let me put my paper down right now. I just, just heat it up from the inside. Do you know that these folks didn't have cars? Jesus didn't have no cars. They didn't have no plane. They didn't have no boat. Nate, what kind of shoes you got on this morning? Let me see. Nate, I always got some nice shoes. Come here, Nate. Come here, Nate. I love Nate, man. I'm so proud of Nate. Oh, man, I'm proud of you, Nate. Really am. Give him a hand. Yeah. Trying, really, really, really trying. Nate coming in, got him to play the ribs, and now he's at the church. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and he started handing out free ribs over there. See what happens. So Nate got nice tennis shoes on, right? The disciples, they didn't have no tennis shoes like Nate. <laughs> I don't even know if they had no cushion in them sandals. <laughs> they was doing the best they could not to cut their feet. You know, and I could just see him. Hey, look, well, you know, put some holes in the bottom and get some leather. Strap it up, you know. Strap the bottom of this up. My sandal broke. Ladies, you ever had a sandal break? Oh, man. Guys, who ever had a flip-flop break on them? You out in the public. Remember them cheap ones? That's the only ones you used to have. They didn't make them, make them sophisticated flip-flops. It just was the cheap one. Then the rubber thing come loose. Right? So you out with the flip-flops, the rubber thing came loose, and you trying to figure out, huh? And you got to go buy some more. Because you can't walk. You only got this, and the shoe flopping, right? Right? Oh, so listen, this when you read the Bible, you got to do it like that. I'm trying to take you there, okay? So they didn't have this. There's no comfort, right? Can you imagine stepping on rocks and stuff like that with them old thin sole sandals? Right? Thank you, Nate. That, but they, 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 they went and they walked places like that. And I guarantee you, some of them was, Listen, ain't nothing new under the sun. If Thomas, if Thomas said what he said, it was all the rest of the church stuff happening in there too. Thomas said, I ain't gonna believe unless I can put my fingers in the holes right there. I ain't believing. Right? If Thomas was doing that, all of the rest of the church annex was present. Right? That means there was other jokers talking about, man, we done walked a long way, my feet hurt. Let's take a break. And understand, they were, they was walking some miles. You go and you look at the maps and see where they was going with that gospel. They was walking miles, right? But today we just feel like, well, shoot, the, the AC. Listen, we got four units back here, four AC units. And one of them break down, don't go to Fanny, right? And sweat. And I know in your mind you be thinking, they don't fix this next week. I ain't going to be back the next week. I'll wait till they get it fixed. Ain't <laughs> it right? Pastor Ben, right? So, so we want, listen, we want to do Christianity in comfort. Oh, 
Some of us pick our churches by comfort. You want to step in, get you a high, they got them high back chairs over there. <laughs> <laughs> high back chairs, they recline, like the movies, right? <laughs> so we're going to go to that church, we get them, the high, they got nice chairs. Did you see it? The sanctuary is beautiful. It's very beautiful. Elegant, it's got a presence, right? And they have full display, light show going on. Oh man, church something else now. Church something else. It's like a concert. We got lights and switches. And, and the, 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 you look, let me tell you, somebody put something on the TV. Don't let me forget where I was. I'm, I'm going on a real rabbit trail. But somebody put this thing on Facebook, uh, this, this meme picture on Facebook, and they had a picture of the, uh, of the youth pastor, and he, and he had on some old suit that was just, oh, it looked terrible. It's out of fashion, whatever. And it said something about, what did they say? Youth pastor, and you saw that. You saw the picture, right? You remember? So youth, it says a youth pastor uh, and service on Sunday, and then it says he's a youth pastor on youth night, right? So Sunday he got some suit that looked like he got it from three grandfathers ago, right? <laughs> and then he show up on Wednesday night looking hip and his hat all turned backwards, right? So listen, we can be real cool. Church people can get jump cool in a heartbeat, right? We learn how to be cool now in church, right? So we done made Christianity comfortable for us. You know, we cool at church and come in, but listen, that same cool Christian church person is terrified to take the gospel outside the four walls. Cool inside the church, boy. Look here, I'm cool. Put the Christian rap on, right? Let's, let's bounce up in here, y'all. Praise the Lord, right? <laughs> right. Cool at church, but you ain't taking that nowhere out there. You ain't going out there with that, right? Terrified out there. Listen, listen, we have to be real. And make no mistake about it, I was talking to Pastor Ben yesterday uh, and, uh, and Chris, and we were talking about, and, and this is where I see Jesus, listen and hear me out before I finish, Jesus Christ was a rock star. Yeah. Do you understand that? From the term, not that he played rock music, but he was famous. When Jesus rolled up, it was a mob. You talk about paparazzi, the only thing they was missing was the phones and the cameras. Yeah. When Jesus came through, they flocked to him. Right? And Jesus was not afraid to go around prostitutes. One of his dudes he delivered up, Peter had to be some kind of violent guy because he cut the dude's ear off. Jesus wasn't afraid to go around any kind of people. Right? Now, Now listen. We have something that the world, the cure to everything that ails the world, we got it. We got it in here. We got Christianity, but we keep it stuck in the four walls. We don't know how to communicate with people. We lose all sense of, of, of common sense. Right? I heard a man of God say this one time. He's deceased now, but he said this, and it blew my mind. Talking about Joseph. And, and how the world really does appreciate when we share the kingdom with them. He said that Joseph shared the mysteries of the kingdom of God with his brothers, and they put him in a pit. Joseph shared the same gift with the world and they put him in the palace. He told his brothers, hey, I saw something. God showed me something. Prophetic gift. Brothers don't want to hear about what God showed you. Because it meant that it was going to change them. Oh, it's going to affect me. He went and spent that time in the prison at his brother's hand and brought before the king and shared that same gift 
with worldly people who have no covenant, no connection with God, and they put them in the palace. People want what we got. And it's not easy dealing with people who are not like us. But Jesus never said that I brought, listen, I've come to give you easy. Now he said, I come to give you work. I come, I, 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 if you, if you get saved, I want you to partner with me. I need your help. You're going to be my hands. You're going to be my feet. You're going to be my mouth. You're going to go where I can't go. And I'm going to go, but I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go in you. Right? So it's not about being easy. It's not about that. It's about doing what God told you to do. Listen, this is a, do you know that quitting is a terrible habit? I'm not saying that you don't never supposed to quit stuff. Some stuff you just need to stop doing it. It's out of season. It's over with. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about having an attitude that every time you start something, it get hard. Every time, this is your, this is how you roll. I quit. And then you start talking about, well, well, the Lord led me. Man, I've been serving God longer than you. Ain't led me that many times. It's about the tenth time he led you to move from one thing to the next thing. Ten times. Led you to start this business. You started that business. You went over there and came back over there and did this. Man, I wish Jesus talked to me that much. <laughs> I mean, if we know God, we know God don't do all that talking like that. Right. So we, listen, we have to we have to get ourselves together and, and understand this is there's some difficultness to this. But it's worth it. Amen. Amen. The Bible talks about being refined by fire. Do you know that that heat and this is the truth. You heard it said before heat, heat takes the impurities out of things. You need to be heated up. I always tell my daughter, I tell them about the kids. I think you spank the kids now. He's banker. Tell the truth. Don't lie in here. No, I'm All right. So I tell her right now. I tell her. I tell her. Say you need to. You need to hit them kids. Somebody say you need to smoke them kids. <laughs> you got it. You got him. All right. Yeah. I tell them in the heartbeat. You need to heat them kids up. I'm talking about heat that bottom up. Right. The Bible said to spank the kids and take the impurities out of them. Right. Now don't beat them. But spank them. Hit them a couple times. All it take a couple times. Pop up. And that fire on that rear end dry the impurities out of them. <laughs> right? Make them act right. Make them act right. Some people don't believe in spanking. Look, the Bible don't say that. Heat them up. Don't beat them, but heat them up. Right? So heat, and the same thing with you. Now, we talked about your kids. Remember what we said the other day? Adults, we can hide. Kids can't hide. Sometimes you need to be heated up. Who you didn't want to hear that, bitch? All about spanking the kids. What about you? Right. So so you so we make decisions sometimes, put ourselves in a place and we start saying, God, come get me. Come get me. Oh, it's hot in here. Come get me. Lord, I'm coming. (laughs) I'll be down a little bit. What's going on? Let me see what's going on over here. Folks screaming, hollering everywhere for the Lord to come get them. I'll be down a minute. Lord, because the Lord, like in the in the in the restaurant, in the kitchen, we have stuff on the timer. Everybody know what I'm talking about. We got stuff on a timer. You got the potatoes on a timer, right? So that timer hit off, then you go get it and go, the Lord got on the timer. <laughs> oh, we have, we'll laugh. They don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> the Lord got it on a timer. So you didn't yell, you didn't holler. The Lord said, look, they ain't ready. You ain't done yet. 
Hey, listen, when I go in there and check them briskets, them briskets got to be like 200 degrees, Lenny. So I get that probe and I stick, stick the probe in the briskets and the see will, you know, about 196, 197. Now we need to get on up to 200. I believe sometime the Lord come over with that probe. 197. Ouch. Nah, not yet. We ain't taking them off yet. You hit that 200, God say, hey, I'm here. Come on out of there. Right? How, Pastor, how can you say, say that? I mean, it happened with uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It happened. So he, the Lord could have stopped it before they put him in there. Right? Could have shut it down before they put him in there. He could have said, uh, hey, no, none of that. He could have, if, if he showed up in the fire, he could have showed up before that because they saw him. He showed up. Right? Some of us need that heat. Some of us won't get right without that heat. Even though some Christian that wouldn't get right without heat, and then you, you, you know, they doing something, you say, oh man, that's gonna come back and get them. They show him to stop that. Then they go through the situation and they come out of there and got a testimony. Whew, I done been through it. <laughs> I done been through it, but praise God, he brought me out. Right? Look, he'd have brought you out the first time you would act, right? You wouldn't even have to go through all that. That's the way we are. That's reality. Amen? Amen. In church, we like that. Look, you, listen, I'm a go- and some of us, you don't need the king to put you in the fire. You just tell yourself, I'm going in the fire. <laughs> On purpose. Some of you got all kind of people around you trying to tell you you're messing up. You're doing the wrong thing. Don't do that. Hey, stop that. Stop that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm going in the fire. <laughs> right? That's how we are. That's how we are. Right? And look up to, because listen, there is nothing that fire won't change. Nothing. Nothing. You go and you see a house, that house and car on fire, you look at that wood, you see all that black stuff and the little ripples in there. One, one of the boys across the street, uh, left the dog on, uh, a butter squeeze, the grilled butter thing on the conveyor belt of the pizza thing, and that thing shot through the, the side of there, and all that, over <laughs> looked, and it was butter all on the floor. How did that get there? Looked inside that pizza oven, that thing, and disintegrated in there in that heat. Nothing that fire won't change. Somebody's home catch on fire, they got to rebuild, we got to do something else, their life changed. Nothing, fire don't change. Fire leave a smell behind. Except when the Lord comes to the fire. You may be here this morning, you've been through the fire. I want to tell you something that the Lord can remove the smell. God take you through the fire, you're not smelling like smoke. You may feel like you've been swallowed up by your situation. But the Lord can have the whale spit you up on the beach, right in the middle of your destiny. Right in the middle of your destiny. I gotta find a place to get off. Okay, let's do this. Pray regularly. I want you to write this down. I think I gave you this before. If you already got it, you don't need to do it again. This is an acronym for prayer that that the Lord gave to me. So P-R-A-Y-E-R. P-R-A-Y-E-R. That's good. I spelled that right? Yeah. So P stands for put the world on pause. That's what happens when you pray. You put the world on pause. <clears throat> R is remember any good you do is because of him. 
Any good you do is because of him. A. Ashley, why you don't have this on the screen? Can't type that fast? I'm just joking. <laughs> Ashley's like, what? <laughs> no way I could do that. Uh, what I say, A. All of the answers you're looking for reside with him. All of the answers you're looking for reside with him. I got one more A. I know it ain't spelled with two A's, but just write it down. Just write it down. Some of y'all, some of y'all, that just threw you off. <laughs> Wait a minute. Two A's? Look, I know I'm not spelling it right. Right? Second uh, A is allow yourself to experience his presence fully. Allow yourself to experience his presence fully. I got to keep moving. You ain't got it. Look at your fast writing neighbor's paper. Why? Is yield all of your members to his overwhelming spiritual presence. Yield all of your members to his overwhelming spiritual presence. Yield all of your members to his overwhelming spiritual presence. E. Expect things to be different when you pray. Expect things to be different when you pray. Right? And so, uh, you don't have to write this down, but, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to get it. You don't have to write this down, but the way you handle storms will be different. And then you'll be protected from some storms. Listen, sometimes people pray, people that pray and trust and believe God, you don't have the same testimonies some of these other people have. Now, you know, stuff can happen to anybody. But I mean, there's less stuff. Somebody don't pray, they always got something going on. Oh, Lord, oh, you know. Man, I ain't got all them old lords like that. Thank God. Because I'm, I'm putting the hedge around me, right? Uh, R. R. So last one. Receive a fresh anointing after every time spent in prayer. Receive a a fresh anointing after every time spent in prayer. I'm going to get these in because I want to move on. Receive a fresh anointing after every time spent in prayer. Ah, now I'm going to wait till next week. Okay. Everybody got that? I'm going to stop right there. I didn't make it as far as I wanted to, but I did a lot of, make a lot of rapid trails. If y'all don't laugh, I'll stop. I'll stop quicker. <laughs> you laugh, I keep going. Rabbit trails. You know, in, in uh, preaching, now sometimes... <laughs> 